This is the MG Car Club Podcast. On this episode, we meet the Turner Twins driving an MG Cybester from London to Shanghai. The MG Car Club Podcast. Hello, I'm Wayne Scott and welcome to the MG Car Club Podcast. Now, Hugo and Ross Turner are professional adventurers and their job is to help brands and people learn about our world through new technology and what they call purposeful adventure. Well, the latest brand to tell its story and test its metal with the Turner Twins is MG, as the new MG Cybester all-electric sports car arrived at MG Car Club HQ after a tour of the MG Motor dealerships in the UK, it arrived at Kimber House to start an epic London to Shanghai adventure. I went down, as did many other MG Car Club members, to cheer Ross and Hugo on on their epic adventure and also to get a closer look at the new MG Cybester. So we'll meet the Turner Twins a little bit later on in this episode of the podcast, but first we check in with one of those dealerships that hosted the Turner Twins on their trip. It's a dealership called Waylands in Newbury. Got another one in Oxford, of course, the home of MG. And I caught up with Simon Bishop to see how things were going in the wake of a year of so many new releases from MG. Simon Bishop is next. The MG Car Club podcast. The MG Car Club, the mark of friendship. To take advantage of our many membership benefits, access to our centres and registers, and to receive your copy of Safety Fast magazine, join us now at mgcc.go.uk. Sharing your passion for MG on the MG Car Club podcast. Well, on this week's MG Car Club podcast, I'm talking to Simon Bishop from Wayland's MG. Uh, they're a brilliant, shiny, brand new, almost, MG dealership uh, based in Newbury. Uh, Simon joins me now. Hi, Simon. Hello, Wayne. How are you? Very well, thanks. Good to have one of the uh, MG Motor UK dealerships with us on the podcast to hear what's happening at the new end of MGs, of course, the cutting edge of uh, MG technology. And there are some really exciting models out at the moment, aren't there, Simon? Um in Waylands at the moment, where's all the hype? Where's all the excitement in the showroom currently? So it's it's interesting. We've had you know many visitors. We've got two dealerships. I one in Newbury and I one in Oxford. And actually, the, I think the Oxfordshire dealership has been visited by by a few MG Car Club members already. So we've seen we've seen a few of the the lovely classics already. Um, but certainly in terms of the new models, I think it's got to be the uh, it's got to be the MG4. Yeah, I mean, the MG4, incredible in road trim when it turned up for the first time in that lovely orange launch colour uh, that they yeah. showed us. But uh, recently, Simon, I got to see the MG4 X-Power in action. What a car that is. Yeah, I think it's certainly one that we was, it was long anticipated, certainly by us. We were excited when MG told us we were, we were receiving one as a demonstrator. Um, and it, it's one of those cars that when it arrived, it had everyone around it thinking when when can i drive it can i be the first can i can i get in it and I, it's one of those cars that just doesn't disappoint i think you you get in it um and and immediately you feel you know you've got the technology and everything that the mg have to offer um and you almost then forget that you're in that electric vehicle 
And of course, great to see the X-Power brand back on an MG as well, going back over 20 years now since we started to see that as the sort of performance mark of already quick MGs in the early 2000s. But of course, Waylands wasn't selling MGs back then, and I introduced you as a shiny new dealership, and you kind of are, aren't you? you you're new to the scene, and everything's fresh and clean in that showroom, isn't it, Simon? It is. We, we're at, we're based. The Oxford dealership is based up at Cumnor Hill, and we opened in September 2021. So we've we've been here just over two years in Oxford, and we opened our Newbury dealership in September 2022. And that was off of the basis of, you know, huge success in Oxford. Um, that Newbury territory has never really had an MG dealer in in its history, to be honest. So it was quite nice because it gave us something. Um, you know, right in Oxfordshire and then and in that south of Oxfordshire um, area, and and for us, you know, we, we're, we've enjoyed watching MG go from strength to strength. Well, we know you're doing a good job because wherever you drive in Oxfordshire now, every other car is an MG. It's like being back in the 1970s again. It's great. Um, <laughs> so you're obviously doing a good job. But who are the types of people that are coming in to buy MGs from you? What's your typical audience? Really, it's it's everyone. Um, in terms of differences, we've got people from, um, you know, people who have owned MGs in the past, who know the brand, who know the history of the brand. And, you know, we, we get a lot of people that are like that. Um, we also then get people that have, have maybe never driven an MG or, or, you know, don't don't know about the brand in the area. Um, and that's what I think really makes MG quite exciting and, and, and what it is. And, when you see the growth of the brand and, and how quickly it's growing over the last couple of years, by by coming in and, and actually sitting in one or driving one, you can really see why that is. And it's because it, it gives you a fantastic value offering. Um, so I think we see a lot of people that perhaps may not have had access to that new car market previously, all of a sudden now having access to the new car market um, and enjoying you know a brand new electric car. It also, if you compare it to other marks of, of or brands of vehicle, it, it gave a, an electric vehicle that was sub £30,000. You could get into a family car. Um, it wouldn't cost you 50 or 60. And, and for a lot of people, I think, where it's their first electric car, perhaps, it's, you know, they don't want to outlay such a such an amount of money. And actually taking something like an MG4, sub £30,000, it's a, it's a really good opportunity to have a trial in an electric car. And it's one of those cars, I think, once you're in it, you'll you'll probably never turn back and that said we'll also have a lot of people that maybe have a, a you know a main car or a family car and then this is come becoming their second car that they're using so it, it really does attract everyone in terms of people who have been in the brand people who have not been in the brand um, and everything in between and it's no real surprise is it that mg have grown so much when you look at the fact that they seem to have democratized electric vehicles for the normal buyer really just like and i always say it you know just like in the 1930s when you could buy an mg sport car in a way that allowed you to own a sports car without having lord or something in front of your name because you were of the landed gentry they're doing the same now with evs you don't have to have the budget of a tesla to go out and buy a really good quality electric vehicle anymore mg is now there isn't it yeah absolutely and and actually um you know in Wales we represent various brands and and they all they all have their own you know unique offerings but fundamentally when you when you look at the spec um, that you get in a in an MG, pound for pound, they're they're often you know they they give you more spec as standard, um, and actually in terms of when you start breaking it down and looking at you know whatever it is you're interested in, be it space for example, 
they're, they're, they're very, very spacious. If it's speed, you've got things like, and, and even if we don't go into X-Power territory, which with its 400 brake horsepower, you've got some very impressive speeds. If it's range, you've got, you know, your standard range, your long range, your extended range. And, and they've now, you know, conquered that, that 300 mile range, which, I think once you're at 300 miles, nobody's doing a journey from sort of, you know, Oxfordshire to Scotland without stopping. And can I say, you've revived the estate car with the MG5, which is a car that so many people find useful, but everyone seems to have abandoned. Yeah, and, and did you know, I guess a, um, a unique fact for you is that other than I think Porsche, who currently offer a, an electric estate, MG5 is actually one of the only electric estates that, that is available. Mm. Um, and, and I think you're right to say a lot of customers that, you know, do want that space and, and you know, don't want to give up on the practicalities of their of their everyday car. They do look at something like an MG5 and, and it's, it's, a, it's an easy decision for them, I think. Absolutely. Well, you're making it even easier because... Um, apparently, if I whisper in your ear very sweetly, Simon, I could win £500 to go shopping with. How does all that work? That's absolutely right. So at the moment, MG are running a national campaign. Um, the, the the one local to us is in the Westgate Centre in Oxford. Um, and MG are there on the... Um, they are on Friday the 10th through to Sunday the 12th, so not that, that of November. And... All you need to do is register yourself on the MG website that you'd like to register interest in a test drive, um, and that will enter you into a into a five hundred pound shopping trip with um, that's paid for by MG. So you get to blast around in a test car on a demo, and you might win five hundred quid to go shopping with. It's perfect, really, isn't it? What a great way to spend it's- a weekend. <laughs> it's the perfect setup. You might get a uh, a nice little bonus before Christmas. Nice. I like that. And of course, for MG Car Club members who, by the way, if you're not a member listening to this podcast, what are you doing? Because this is the MG Car Club podcast you're listening to. So you need to be a member. You need to join and get on board. There's a great reason to join because if you're in the market for a new MG, of course, you can save big time on a new MG through the MG Car Club affinity scheme, can't you, Simon? Yeah, not many people actually know that. And it's interesting, you know, when we talk to people um, who, who are in the in, in the MG Car Club and they, they, they're speaking to us about maybe a newer model, um, is some of the savings that are actually available. I mean, we mentioned MG5. At the moment, in, in you know, at, at the time of this recording, you can save nearly £8,000 on an MG5 um, by by being an MG Car Club member. Even things like an MG4, um, I think the standard saving on the MG4 is is just over three thousand pounds as an uh, as a car club affinity member. Waylands actually have an exclusive that will save you just over four thousand pounds on a SE long range in black. Again, subject to availability at the at the mm-hmm. time of this recording. Wow! So that you can basically save the price of a rubber bumpered MGB, everyone. How's that for a thought? <laughs> if you want to find out more, you can go on the MG Car Club website and look at the details of this affinity scheme. Because if you're listening to this podcast and you're you're not within Wayland's catchment area, it applies to you wherever you are in the country, and it's mgcc.co.uk forward slash affinity. But obviously, if you're in Oxford or Newbury area, you want to go and see Simon uh, and sort that out, take uh, advantage of that amazing deal. So uh, all the details on the MG Car Club site. Um, And as, of course, we 
come out of summer and into autumn uh, do you tend to see a change in the type of vehicles that people are looking to buy simon as we get into these colder months yeah absolutely i think you know through through the summer um the 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 sportier cars tend to receive a bit more interest um you tend to find i think as as autumn goes and winter starts to come a lot of people look for the yeah, I don't want to say comfier options, but certainly the bigger options, the SUV-style vehicles. We see things like the ZS and the HS. They really tend to pick up in, in you know, quarter three and quarter four. Um, and, you know, I think that's recognised by the brand. You look at you look at some of the offerings, and actually in quarter four, they've now released things like 0% APR on the, on the ZS. And the, that's something that I think for a lot of people, um, it, it makes that, that decision a lot easier when it's when it's supported with with something like 0% APR. Now of course later on on this podcast episode you'll hear about the amazing Turner Twins who are travelling round uh, well almost round the world in an MG Cybester. Amazing excitement this year Simon with the launch of the MG Cybester sports car all electric sports car from MG. Uh, that's what this episode is all about. Can I buy one from Wayland's yet? When can I buy one? Have you got one saved aside for me? <laughs> <laughs> so we are offering um, we we are we're offering slots so reservations at the minute. As it stands, we we can't actually put the order in with the factory, um, but the reservation slots that that we're offering um, are all obviously subject to final pricing, final range, and all those sort of things. But um, yeah, you can place a deposit that would hold your slot and we will then be placing the orders of the Cybster in depository order. Um, and I think between the two sites, you know, we're, we're up to sort of 10 reservations now as, as, as people are quite excited. And I think things like the um, Cybster Roadshow, we had a, the Turner Twins here at Oxford and, you know, it was it was an incredible turnout. Brilliant stuff. Well, remind us, Simon, where we can find you both physically and online. So we are up in Cumna, um, up on the in the residential area, but it's OX2 9PL into the satnav, and we are also over at Newbury on the motor park just near the Tesco. Um, so there's 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 presence both Newbury and Oxford, and if you just like to look on our website, it's www.waylands.co.uk. Simon Bishop from Waylands MG, thanks very much. Thanks, Wayne. Well, thanks to Simon Bishop there. Next, though, we meet the adventurers themselves, the Turner Twins, here on the MG Car Club podcast. The MG Car Club podcast. The MG Car Club, the mark of friendship. To take advantage of our many membership benefits, access to our centres and registers, and to receive your copy of Safety Fast magazine, join us now at mgcc.go.uk. Sharing your passion for MG on the MG Car Club podcast. Well, it's a beautiful sunny autumn morning here in Abingdon in Oxfordshire and I'm stood outside the headquarters of the MG Car Club, outside the doors of the John Thornley Suites in the area, of course, that has so much history for MG. And it's not often here at Kimber House, the headquarters of the MG Car Club, that we have history in the making because today we're here to welcome the MG Cybester, the all-new sports car from MG, to the MG Car Club on its epic trip 
not just around the UK, which it has done most of already, but from London to Shanghai. And the two adventurers who are taking it on this epic trip are with me now. They're called the Turner Twins, Ross and Hugo. Which one's Ross and which one's Hugo? I'm Hugo. It's Ross. Yeah, Antel, me, or, me or him. <laughs> Antel, Antel Deck is what most people call us. <laughs> Antel Deck, excellent. So tell us a little bit about your experience as adventurers, because you have done some incredible things, breaking records and adventuring with electric power on transport. Tell us more. So it, it all started when uh, I broke my neck um, when I was 17. It's Hugo, by the way, if uh, listeners are thinking which one broke the neck. So yeah, broke my neck in a diving accident when I was 17. And that was our midlife crisis at the age of 17 we were both very very sporty and for me that that um, finished my sporting um, career potential and we went to university and a couple of guys said to us when we had a few few pints in us would you like to row the Atlantic and we thought that is a great idea having absolutely no experience or idea what the what the journey the expedition would involve and because of my injury we got spinal research involved and they helped us raise all the money we needed to buy the boat and the race entry and logistics and as a result of the neck injury we were able to go off and do this amazing uh, row across the Atlantic which took us 42 days and that was the start of our adventures and ever since since 2011 we've been going on these adventures together in 2014 we uh, attempted to trek across the ice cap of Greenland where Ross was in Shackleton's gear um, and I was in the modern so we were testing uh, you know, the kit um, from his era 100 years ago and understanding a bit more about the food because Ross sadly was on his food as well from the diary and we had a lot of science involved and um, they were researching how our bodies would differ. Fast forward the next year in 2015, we climbed a mountain in Russia at about 18,500 feet to compare George Mallory's uh, kit against the modern. George Mallory was arguably the first um, to summit Everest back in 1924 and arguably this is a centenary car as well. So mm. correct me if I'm wrong, it's either 1923 or 24 is the centenary for MG. I think there's a technicality whether it started trading or was set up, but you know it's still 100 years, which is um, you know, well, one reason why we're on this project because we're um, yeah, very interested in the history and obviously celebrating centenaries um, and then ever since we've been trying to reach the world's poles of inaccessibility which are the center points of every continent wow so in a nutshell incredibly qualified to take on this big challenge uh, ross it's incredible to see a pair of identical twins of course doing these challenges together do you think that gives you a slightly different bond when you're taking on some real tough challenges to get it get through it together in effect yeah i think it does i think going we there's that famous saying if you want to go f- fast go alone if you want to go far go together um for us we don't personally i don't think we really fully understand people who do solo expeditions adventures long travels because when they get back to home wherever that is they're always wanting to offload that story or memory onto others if you go together you can always reflect with that person for many many years afterwards and it's that camaraderie, that storytelling afterwards, I think, that we love. You know, everyone's got great stories from travels or holidays where they remember mum or dad or sisters or whatever it is, cousins doing something funny and great, you know, you reminisce and you, you chew the fat and the funny moments, whereas if you do solo stuff, you are always trying to. So for us, it's really important that we go together 
um, we're always stronger together and it's we're very lucky to have each other. And having heard what Hugo went through there with that terrible injury, it must be, it must put a different perspective on things. You must be really thankful for every minute you have together, basically. Yeah, certainly, as, as he says, he, uh, we had a midlife, or we both had that midlife crisis, age 17, thought we're so lucky. And I think for a lot of people when they're 50, 60, whether it's an illness, bereavement, lifestyle change, they go, wow, like life really is short and uh, it happened very young for us which we're very fortunate you know I think the expression for us is a small door opens up into a big room and whatever happens no matter how bad things are you know there's it's always up so that's always been a motto we've stuck to fantastic well Hugo explain how you ended up <laughs> driving an MG Cybrister all-electric sports car on this amazing epic challenge I mean you've done all of the dealerships pretty much in the UK as the sort of preamble to this trip but now heading from London to Shanghai how did it all come about? Over the last few years trying to reach these poles of inaccessibility uh, we have championed emerging technology to help us reach these remote locations so be it um, electric motorbikes um, we had a hydrogen fuel cell with an electric motor uh, which we converted a yacht to last year to try and reach the center point of the Atlantic so we're always trying to push the envelope on the technology and test it beyond its you know, limits shall we say and MG got in touch with us and saying can can you help us um, push the limits of the, this new MG Cyberster from London to Shanghai and it was a very quick yes and then we quickly had to say right well we've got quite a bit planned in the next six months <laughs> so then had to slightly backtrack and um, postpone and cancel um, various uh, expeditions and events and things that we had planned coming up but you know, the opportunity to take an MG Cyberster which in itself is pioneering because it's the world's first two-seater electric convertible um, was you know an obvious yes for us and it hasn't disappointed at all we've been on the road for 17 days we've got three days left of the UK tour before we head to Europe it's been hugely enjoyable amazingly comfortable the quality of the interior is surprising and I don't want to make that sound a negative but there's absolutely nothing we can fault of the car um, yes it's a pre-production so I think that speaks speaks volumes for what um, MG customers will enjoy next year when it hits the hits the show floor absolutely and of course we're standing here as I mentioned at the top of the interview in amongst all this history here at Kimber House home of the MG car club celebrating the centenary of MG it was a hundred years ago since Cecil Kimber started building special bodied Morrises uh, that would later of course a year later become MG in 1929 of course the factory moved from Oxford and Morris garages to here in Abingdon and throughout that journey of Cecil Kimber's brand new company in the 1930s they were really pioneering improving the small sports car, proving their motor car. And in particular, they would do motorsport events like trials or endurance racing at Brooklands or Le Mans. And this really does follow in the same vein, doesn't it? Just as those early pioneers of the automobile were proving a petrol engine sports car as a viable yeah. mode of transport, here we are with MG doing it again as an all-electric car to prove to the world now. Do you feel that kind of pressure in a way on your shoulders to prove that this can get all the way from London to Shanghai? Yes and no. I think the more you think about it, the more you kind of get down a rabbit hole and go, oh, God, what have you taken on? But I certainly, I was speaking to Andy um, earlier, I certainly think if this is the first iteration of the, the modern era for MG, you can imagine the Cybersteer is potentially a four-seater, a hard top, 
a racing line and then you start looking back at when MG started as you were just saying it started off with one car and then there's a family saloon then there's an endurance race and an endurance mark I certainly think in 20-30 years time we might look back as the, the Cyberster is the the seed of a new branch or a new breed of MG where it's taking that electric technology or maybe even hydrogen synthetic fuel technology and from this one car you might get five, ten different iterations or variations of different sports cars for different um, environments, racing, family saloons, etc. So it's, we're, we're very aware that the last hundred years has been a huge story for MG and we hope that this is just one part of a really rich story of heritage moving forward into the future. Absolutely, and of course, as just as MG pioneered the affordable sports car, putting sports cars in the hand of normal people back in the 1930s, so they have done the same with electric vehicles as well. Up until this point in history, electric vehicles have been really expensive, and let's face it, out of the reach of most people, but MG are proving uh, through their sales figures alone that you know it's possible to make an affordable uh, ev and this i think in motoring terms we call this like a halo car this is the car that carries the brand forward and that small boys put posters on their bedroom walls of you know uh, and makes mg really a, a car to aspire to once again what's been the uh, reception that you've had both from the dealerships which i know you've traveled around the country to get to us here in, in abingdon uh, via scotland uh, and all over the uk what's been the reception you've had from the dealerships and the people there and also the people out on the roads as well the dealers um are hugely excited and every time we arrive they rush out everything they're doing they're dropping computers whether it's customers to the detriment they're all rushing out to the front and taking pictures hugely exciting for them because it's a, a huge moment for mg it's nothing on the showroom is like this um and you know customers alike are, are flocking and interest in the car i think because it's such a different car to what's already out there on the mg floor um and people were driving down the streets and people are kind of going oh it's an mg you always hear oh it's an mg as you drive past so you know it does turn heads it's i haven't found an angle yet that look makes it look bad it's every single angle front side you know three quarters quarter it looks beautiful hood up i think is absolutely stunning uh, and also the the roof down as well so it's it's a beautiful car it also has a tune that is currently playing, which won't hit uh, the UK market, but it is definitely going to be in the um, the version out in Asia. Um, so as anything under 20 miles an hour is, is a little tuneful engine noise, just to make everyone aware that, yes, I'm here, I'm the MG Cyberster, but also I think from a safety perspective as well. But I think having spoken to a few of the techies um, at MG, I think there'll be a, a bit more of a, uh, a nicer hum when it hits the air floor next year. Well, from London to Shanghai, hearing that at various different intervals, you're going to hear it in your sleep for the rest of your life, I think. Uh, so you're here in Abingdon today, today being the 29th of September. Where next? What's for the rest of your time in the UK before you start heading overseas? We are heading off to Newbury this afternoon and then we're actually heading into London uh, to do a little bit more filming and then down to Portsmouth and finally Guildford where we have... 24 hours, all the team is going back home, probably doing the washing, having a sleep, and then we're all meeting back at Folkestone, getting the Euro Tunnel across to France. And then from France, it's a packed two-month schedule from uh, Belgium, Amsterdam, Germany, 
Poland, Slovakia, Czech, uh, Hungary, back over into Austria, back through France, Pyrenees, Spain, all the way back through um, the Amalfi Coast and then finishing in Italy. And that's just the first European it's all the ugly places then. I see how you've devised this plan. This is yeah. very clever. <laughs> it's it, the, the plan certainly to go from London to Shanghai has been, um, had the focus on delivering this vehicle as we're driving to each dealership. So we're trying to fit in as many dealers and events each day. So that's guided the route. But what we do in between each dealership is certainly up to us. We've got a fantastic team back at um, Nathaniel Cars who have been putting the project together at Bridge End. And we're... As we go along, we're taking a little bit out, adding a little bit in, and when you're on the ground, locals are the best people to talk to for the sources of information. Where is best? What can we go and see? So we've got one or two routes planned each day, but that very well might change as we go along. And of course, we're very lucky in the UK to have a a still burgeoning network of charging stations, but a good network nonetheless. Some of those countries you mentioned there are not going to be as advanced with their charging network as as we are here in the UK. So has there been a lot of work going into plan where you're going to be able to stop and charge? So this is a pre-production. When we hit the road in the Middle East early next year, we will then have the full production. So just to give the listeners a little bit of an overview, because of import-export left-hand, right-hand drive and rules in certain countries, this car in the UK that's in front of us will be coming across Europe. It then stays in Europe. We then fly out to the Middle East where we pick up identical model but a different car. And the same is true in India and Southeast Asia just because we need to get to Shanghai and Beijing motor shows by the end of April. So there is that timeline for us we can't be delayed by two three four weeks for paperwork and getting it shipped over so there is that to take into consideration but charging it's is going to be interesting particularly when you get to the middle east Mm. petrol and diesel is so much cheaper there there's no there's no real um incentive to get electric infrastructure all set up so from what we've heard it's going to be good infrastructure but we're very prepared to put it onto a trailer and take it to the next dealership it's just what we have to do to to get across the countries and this is all part of the story isn't it it's shining a light on the fact that if we're going to have an all-electric future if we're going to be more sustainable in the way that we travel these things have to be sorted out and this is the beauty of what you're doing here yeah hopefully you know we can show that if you buy an electric car you can cross a country you can cross a continent the infrastructure's there sure there are going to be challenges but you know, when the first petrol cars came around, I'm sure they were like, oh, what a stupid idea. How are you going to get from London to Edinburgh if there's no petrol stations? So somebody's got to be, you know, have a sense of a pioneering spirit, call it stupidity, call it adventure, but somebody's got to go and do it. And, and hopefully we can prove to people that if the Cyberster can do it um, and we can prove the infrastructure's there and we're open about the challenges and, and you know, just really be honest to everybody and say look this is this is the challenges but this is also the benefits then um yeah hopefully you know people more people will adopt it um but just from a performance perspective we got on to uh Castlecombe circuit yesterday um and wow <laughs> i mean all i can say is if you can get yourself a track day with the cyberster it's unbelievable it is truly impressive the performance, the super sport function, it's got the race modes, the launch control is 
uncomfortable, hugely uncomfortable in the sense that your stomach has left left <laughs> 20 feet behind the car. Rearranges all your internals, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing people's um, you know, reaction when they do drive the car. The reaction of people seeing the car has been incredible. Getting into it, I think, is a whole other beast. And we've been so fortunate that we are actually the only two, I think, there's only four of us that are actually allowed to drive this and we've been hogging most of the driving so we're very very pleased um, to have been allowed to get in the car but yeah we can't wait for people's reaction when they get in the car and drive it I mean it sounds a lot a lot of fun this trip it's kind of like a boys on the road kind of road trip great fun but there are going to be moments that are going to be quite grueling especially when you get into the hotter countries and especially when you're having to travel across some real lengthy distances so how have you prepared for this different to preparing for most adventures i would imagine a lot of times sat down um so what's the sort of mental and physical preparations you've done i would love to say in all honesty (laughs) we've spent months and months and months planning but um no we got approached um in the middle of august oh wow (laughs) yeah so very very late um by mg who said do you want to join the trip and so we were like yes um what the the benefit of these long trips is that you can get fit on them certainly in the past when we've done physical expeditions that last a month six weeks you keep fit beforehand and you get expedition fit whilst you're on the project because they're so long this on the other hand is slightly different because it's not as physical we've probably mentally got into a routine now after two weeks you know every day it's up at seven with the film crew we're going to the dealers we're then capturing some some content some interviews images then we're on to the next place we've got a film and it's slowly getting into that routine and the UK has definitely prepared us for what's ahead where the real project starts in Europe next week and yeah it's going to change things will change but i think our past experiences on other adventures um we're very prepared for things to change so have a start and an end point and anything in the middle we've we've taken our gym stuff (laughs) yeah when you when you sat down for six seven eight hours we've got four five hundred kilometer legs to do dare i say every other day Mm. so there's a lot of sitting down and for us getting out and about and being active is kind of keeps us sane keeps us sane so when we're when we're not driving the car we try to at least get out and go for a run a walk and just get away for half an hour from the project because 160 days of meet and greet filming pr media podcasts um it it will take its toll so it's just finding that balance between what we're trying to do and getting a little bit of personal time as well and not missing home i guess is one thing i mean you're away for two months now and you won't be back here in the uk for a long time but i guess that's something you're kind of used to yeah kind of used to but also never um never never always always miss the uk i think the seasonal changes we're in autumn now um even the two weeks we've been on the road the weather's changed massively the leaves are starting to drop that's the time that we both love in the uk you get those seasonal changes across europe is going to be very very different um certainly when we get into southern spain across to italy so yeah it's it's great to experience new places we've never been across europe so this will be a first for us so it's going to be an explosion of senses from a cultural uh you know the people we meet the foods we we try the the you know the roads we drive it's going to be an overload so that might distract us for a few weeks and then thoughts might turn to home um but yeah it will be certainly winter much colder and we're 
we'll be straight into Christmas, really. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you go into Christmas knowing the MG Cyberster better than anyone else in the world, probably even better than the guy who designed it. So uh, how interested are MG in how you find in the car your day-to-day comfort, how things are wearing and how things are for the driver? Are, they, are you sending them reports? Are they taking notes? We've got uh, one of our, I say our car chief leads is Keith. Uh, Keith and Scott are looking after the car, making sure it's charged, making sure it's all safe every day for us to drive. Um, they're feeding back to the chief techies. Uh, say techies, are they called the techies? The chief, chief engineers. Chief engineers. Um, so you can tell them, you know, that switch is really yeah. annoying me being yeah. there. You need to move it. There's certainly, um, on this particular car, there's going to be a few tweaks to certain bits and pieces. The ride height, from what we understand, is coming down by 30 mil, so three centimetres for the taller driver, and a few little details like that. So there is certainly um, changes being made as we speak. Um, so, But I think overall it won't be that different from where we are today. The dashboard is all, all Chinese. Um, that will change. That will, that, will, that, <laughs> that will change, and it'll be right-hand drive, not left. But apart from, apart from that, I'd be surprised if it changes any more than that. Well, it's a great car. Uh, you must be feeling really lucky to have got this opportunity to do this. And you must also promise that wherever you go in the world, you need to tell them what a great welcome you had here at the MG Car Club at uh, Kimber House in Abingdon. <laughs> we will do. Well, very kindly, the car club here has given us a, what would you call this, the, a, an original mark Yeah, so he has the MG Car Club original grill badge here, the Heritage Grill Badge, and it's been signed by Andy Knott, who is, of course, the club manager and uh, for many years has been the editor of Safety Fast magazine, a magazine that goes back 90 years in MG history. So uh, you're very much a part of that history now and that story. And I very much look forward to, in years from now, telling the story of when I met you two and when the Cyberster was launched at various car shows as all the enthusiasts have gone out and rushed out and bought them uh, are gathered around in, uh, in car shows across the world. So, um, and, of course, there's lots of ways people can keep in touch with you on your great journey between London and Shanghai. And we're here at, outside the John Thornley suite at Kimber House with this... Well, it's a tracking vehicle, and for people who don't know what that means, it's basically a big 4x4 with a, on the, where the flatbed should be a, a seat facing the wrong way with some rigging and some scaffolding, and that's someone who's going to be filming you for your entire journey. Yeah, so um, Jason and Hugh, the, the camera team, will be sat behind. It's actually a digger. It's a digger kind of <laughs> sus- suspension Seat. suspension seat and they'll uh, they're facing the other way so they can instruct us to go left or right or overtake um while we're traveling through the countries so yeah that's coming for the next two and a half months or so with us so over the next two and a half months how can we keep up to date with your progress um if you're lucky enough to see us on the road there is a support van as well and that will have a qr code so definitely scan that with your camera and that will take you through to the link um for anyone else that doesn't see us which will be most most people it will be charging into the future.com where you'll be able to find all the social media um links and also all of our social media is charging into the future on instagram and facebook x aka twitter um and tiktok brilliant well hugo ross 
all the best of luck for it. We can't wait to see the Cybers at the other end and all the stone chips that you might have on it <laughs> by then. And uh, of course, those other three cars that they mentioned. So it won't always be red throughout the trip, as uh, as they explained. They will take different cars for different continents. But uh, what a fantastic way. So reminiscent of those early days of motoring, proving the motor car back in the days when you had to buy petrol at a chemist's. Now, just the same with an MG badge on the front, proving the viability of the all-electric vehicle in just the same way. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank, Thank you very you so much. much. Subscribe to receive new episodes of the MG Car Club podcast at mgpodcast.uk.